everybody, and Watkins continues. Thank you, Scott Marsh, for coming in today. Chris Watkins is, uh, at least he claims to be ill. We haven't actually sent anyone out to check on that. I know wow. he was sick last week. That's okay. Frankie is in for him. Pack myself. Check yeah. that for myself. Please. Uh, sure. Right. I'll pack myself. No, uh, hopefully Chris is doing okay, man. Best wishes to, to C-Dub. Mm-hmm. Hope he's yeah. all right. Yeah, he's pretty pretty tough. I know he played through it last week, whatever it is, the creeping crud. Uh, hopefully he's back tomorrow. So glad you're with us, Frankie. How about today, Team USA, Frankie, with the win in the FIBA World Cup over Papa Giannis and uh, the Greek team? Papa Giannis, yeah. the King's legend. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of what we expected. USA basketball, they've, they've proven that they are, you know, the powerhouse of, of the basketball world over the past, you know, I don't know, 20, 30 years. So, aside from, what, 04? Uh, so, yeah. two. Well, not it was four years ago, the last FIBA. Yeah. Seventh place. Seventh place. That was rough. That was rough. But uh, Olympic play, they've was it just 04? That was the only year they have not won the gold since, what was it, 92? And it was, I think it was Argentina that year. That was the Ginobili team, good Argentina mm-hmm. year. So, uh, no, I mean, obviously, Papa Giannis gave them all they got. I mean, I, I'm trying to look for the box score. What did he finish with? I think he had 17 from what I saw. That probably is more than he scored in his entire Kings career. He's so, shooting the three ball now, and he's shooting it well. I honestly saw somewhere that he actually is making like a – he's getting like a second wind in his career. I think that there are some teams that were kind of, you know, kicking the tires on him this past offseason, which is very interesting to me because I don't think he's that old. I think he's only 26, 27, so – um, he's younger than Mr. Vazenkov. Yeah, I, I think he is. And <laughs> it's stunning because that draft, I think it was 2016, just feels like so long ago. And he was, was the, a scal draft. Too. That was a scal draft. And he, yeah. uh, Marquis Mal- Chris. Malachi Richardson was yes. the Kings of their pick. And I think Papianis was not on, I can't remember whose draft board. I think it was top 100. He wasn't even on the top 100. And right. King, Kings took him, I think, what, 13th? So. Yeah, yeah. Lottery pick. But you know, as I said earlier, you know, Vlade is looking at today's game going, yeah, I tried to tell him. What can I, what can I do? What do you say, baby baby Mark Gasol? I think that's what people are trying to say. He was the baby Mark Gasol. But, uh, no, USA basketball, obviously. You, you look at uh, Reeves again. I mean, I think he's kind of proven – his worth right now off that contract. A lot of people are saying he's underpaid, but uh, he's you know. a good player, but he makes me sick. And it's not him, just the the Reeves mania, Frankie. You know what I mean? I'm just I'm just tired of it. And he's a really good player, but it's like, come on. What's well, like the Laker effect? Right? Yeah, it's a Laker effect. Uh, who was their point guard out of North Carolina back? And I think it was uh, like the 2010, 2011. I can't remember what was his name. He had a couple good name, uh, good games for them. I'll think about it. I'll f- I'll figure it out in a second, but. Just the fact he was a Laker and people blew it up and said he was the next, you know, Magic Johnson. And I think he was out of the league in, in two, three years. Wow, I don't even know who we're talking. It's bothering me. I'm going to find it in a second. But, um, no, he's a good player. I, I can't sit here and say that Austin Reeves is not a good player. But I, I will say if he was playing for, I don't know, the Minnesota Timberwolves, would he be getting the same the same press and, and that to effect? No, I, I'm not sure. But I don't want to take away from the fact that he's, he's a good player. Have you heard of Kamen Malak? I, I'm not sure I'm saying the last name right. K-H or K-A, I've seen it both ways. K-A-M-A-N-M-A-L-U-A-C-H. I'm not, I do not know who that is. I didn't know who that was until uh, the FIBA tournament, the World Cup tournament. He's 7-2. He played today in South Sudan's win over China, or yesterday, whenever it was. He's 16. He became the youngest World Cup player ever. Common Cayman Malak, and he's he's the next Wembanyama before Wembanyama is even here, Frankie. Hey, that's great for that kid. How much pointing points do you have today? What do you? I think he scored a basket. A basket. And, and he's, he's 16, 16 years old. 
I'm trying to remember if there's anyone quite like that. I mean, a lot of players overseas do play professionally at a young age. I, I think Peja did, and I think Luca did. It, uh, also, Bogi, Bogdan Bogdanovic did, um, Hito Turkoglu, a lot of guys. By the way, Bogdan Bogdanovic also in that uh, 2016 draft. That's yes. how he ended up coming to the Kings. That's right. Yeah, he he yeah. was the uh, the Sasha at that time. It's, is he going to come over? I think he was a first-round pick at that point. I think he was 27th. But, um, yeah, I mean, they start young over there. They, they really kind of just kind of burst in the scene early and uh, – I wonder what he's going to turn into in a couple of years. So he right now is shaping up as one of, if not the top picks in the 2025 NBA draft. Do you have your eyes on that draft? Are you locked in on that draft? <laughs> I just like, who is this guy? Then I saw, you know, like everybody go to YouTube. And you know how YouTube videos are for basketball players. It's like, okay, if you're playing against guys that are, you know, 6'3", and you circle behind him and you dunk it. I mean, that's good, but it doesn't mean you're any good. But this guy, 7'2", he's got a handle like all these 7'2 guys do now. And he can pass and he can shoot. So I am keeping an eye on him. And I'd never heard of him uh, before. No, I'll be tuning in for that now. I mean, I honestly wasn't on my radar. But um, I just tapped into FIBA um, over the past couple of days when you know they started off the actual, you know, they're not doing the exhibitions anymore. And uh I'm getting the basketball itch again. It's nice because we're getting close to, uh, well, I mean, I guess we can call a month out from the kind of start of training camp. I, sure. I've heard they might push it into the first week of October. Oh, no. Yeah, like, I think Media Day might be on that first Monday, I think October 2nd, because uh, they don't play until the 8th in Vancouver, the Kings. So I'm getting the itch. So FIBA is only kind of uh, pushing that itch a little further. So I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready for it. By the way, that Lakers point guard I was telling you about, Kendall Marshall, Oh, okay. I don't know if you remember his run, but he was the, – the Laker mania took over that one. That was 2013-14. <laughs> 54 games of the Lakers, Kendall Marshall, 8 points, 9 assists per game. And it was like a double-double a night, and people are saying he was going to be the next great guard. By the way, how did you answer that question that was being bandied about widely last week? Better point guard, Steph Curry, Magic Johnson. I, I think it just depends. Like I feel like when you look That's back – That's not an answer, no. Frankie. Okay, well, let me – I'll give you an answer. Let me it just, say, just depends. I well, I grew up watching a lot of like old NBA footage. Like my dad, so did I. I had no choice. Yeah, right. <laughs> you pull buzz out the VHS. Is that what it was called? What's that? Uh, a lot of Bird and Magic. A, a lot, of, primarily Bird and Magic. A lot of you know, like '90s documentaries on that at the beginning of uh, you know that or the, mm-hmm. kind of the middle of that era. But um, I think Magic Johnson as a point guard, just what he brought every night and the, the different things he could do and the fact that he was just kind of like a unicorn, like the first maybe unicorn at, at the guard position where he could play one through five. And, oh, yeah. Um, and point guard 6'9", I was like, what? you can't do that. Do everything. Yeah. Rebound, yeah. distribute, um, play defense. So I think as a point guard, yeah, I'm going to say Magic Johnson's a, a better point guard, but as a, as a scorer and as a dynamic just threat, I mean, the greatest shooter in the NBA – the, the game of basketball's history is Steph Curry. You can make an argument he might be one of the best scorers of all time as well. So um, who's the better player, I think regardless of position? I, by, okay, by player, and this is like one of the biggest arguments to you, like in the, the LeBron James-Michael Jordan argument, which I'm not going into. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> you not, brought it up. We're not going to get into that. Um, I think I'm not going to sit here and say Steph Curry's not a good defender. I don't want to make it sound like I'm— He's much improved. Oh, yeah, but I'm not going to sit here and just slander him and say, oh, yeah, Steph Curry's not— He's he's held his own. I think he's kind of improved, like you said. But I, I have to sit here and who knows? Again, these are impossible questions to answer. But my my gut wants to go magic. I mean, that's just the way Good that for you. That's just the way that I'm wired, and mm-hmm. uh, it's not because King's bias or 
or recency bias and, you know, being butthurt over Steph going off in game seven or anything like that. I respect Stephen Curry. You know, I growing up, you know, I was in college through the beginning portion of this Warriors dynasty. I was bitter at that time because the Kings were horrible and I was, you know, 19, 20 and just wanted the Warriors to do poorly. That's growth. I'm on, I think I'm giving myself, I want someone pat in the back here. I've grown out of that and I appreciate what I'm seeing from Steph Curry. I, I want him to do well. So I hope that no one sits there and says, you know, that's the reason why. But no, I think Magic Johnson's a legend. And he can you, do a million you know why things. I think it's difficult to compare Steph to people? Take Bird Magic, and they both came into the league with much fanfare, and they played, of course, in college, and they played on great franchises, and so it's easy to compare them. Jordan came out of, obviously, North Carolina, highly touted, and then he, he obviously wasn't, uh, he wasn't even the first pick in the draft. But comparing him to LeBron, you can see the similarities. But you take anybody, in this case Magic, compared to Steph, when St- Steph was uh, in college, no one even knew that he was going to be any good. No. It's, it's, so it's a totally different thing because he's gotten greater and greater and greater in our mind's eyes over the years, whereas these other guys were great from the beginning and then exceeded the hype. Steph created the hype with how well he played. Yeah, I mean, he progressed. Again, he was someone that was looked at as a – I think people thought even at, at seven he was – you know that was a high pick, or that that was a gamble by yeah. Golden State. Clearly, that was a mistake to think that way. But uh, I I wonder what you think or others think out there. I and mean, we don't have to dive into the whole thing, but I mean, just off the top of your head, is is Stephen Curry a top ten player of all time? Because I have some friends that yeah. are from the Bay Area that are. I think so. They claim they're not biased, but they say he is a top ten player of all time. A couple of years ago, I have uh, I hate to admit this, but I have a friend or two, and one friend in particular is a Laker fan. And I was saying, yeah, Steph's better than Kobe. And he's like, he's like, I won't even listen to that. But I think, I think it's true, all things considered. I think that the only thing I, I wish for a lot of reasons, and again, I hope I don't sound like a crybaby, but the Kevin Durant signing with the Warriors, I feel like really did kind of just throw – it just kind of threw things off a little bit. I think if Stephen Curry wins those championships, I think Steph got that, more credit as an individual than he should have because of the team he played on. Not like, I mean, it's okay. Exactly. It sounds, yeah. I just think that that was a clear. I mean, Kevin Durant was in his complete prime and was playing at the highest level, arguably, of his career, and came into a team that had just won seventy three games. And you know, sure, they didn't win the finals that year, but they won the next two because they had Kevin Durant and. Mm-hmm. I think he won finals MVP in both those years, too. So I'm not going to sit here and say Stephen Curry had two rings handed to him or anything like that. But I just wonder what would happen if Kevin Durant didn't come to Golden State. Would they win one of those two or both? Probably, probably maybe. And those were really good Golden State teams. And they were a historic run from LeBron James and Kyrie Irving away from from winning another one. So it, it's just that's the question to me. To me, Frankie, and Frankie's in for Chris Watkins uh, today for this hour, and then Emil's going to be in, Chris Watkins under the under the weather a little bit. But to me, the whole conversation about Steph, no matter how you feel about it, top 10 pick, yes, no, to me you couldn't have that conversation at all until um, Steph led the Warriors over Boston. And it was yep. game four, and they were down game game. It was or maybe it was game three, whenever it was. Uh, and they're back there, and Boston was on the verge. I think it was game four. Boston on the verge of taking a 3-1 lead. And they had a lead, and Steph took over the game and even that series. And then from there, um, the Warriors went on to win. Steph did at that point what a lot of his critics said he could never do. A lot of people said, yeah, but he can't take over a game by himself. And he did that yeah. in those finals. And to me, until he did that, you couldn't really have that conversation about 
one of the ten greatest ever. But I think now it's a legitimate conversation. Oh yeah, I think that was the only thing that uh, people use as you know, kind of the dangling the carrot and saying, "Oh, haven't gotten the Finals MVP yet? Where's the Finals MVP?" And exactly. He did yeah. it. Now uh-huh. he has that, and that also kind of swayed me a little bit too. Like at first, I was thinking. There's so many great players in the history of the game, and and to say ten, you know, to name ten off the top of your head, does Steph Curry come off in that top ten? At the time, I thought, I don't know. I have come around. I, I think there is an argument. I think there's definitely an argument now. When you look at the MVPs and um, the accolades are there, the numbers are there, the success is there. That's to me. I do kind of factor that in, which that's a different argument as well. Like, do you have to factor in winning and in in those accolades as far as rings and championships and Finals MVPs? I think you do as far as the greatest of the game that dominated the game and are legends of the game and you're saying are the best of all time, they usually they win. I mean, there are some that didn't. Patrick Ewing, uh, Charles Barkley, you know, I, I think there's... Carl Malone. Carl Malone. Didn't, I mean, yeah, John Stockton, there are people that didn't win championships, but um, uh, the ones off the top of your head, like you know Jordan and Magic and Bird and, and down the list, they won championships. Think how many Magic or Bird would have won if not for the other one. You know what I mean? That's a, that, that's a fun part of it, right? That's the fun of it. I mean, and people are going to look back on, on Steph and LeBron, and primarily LeBron, and say, I mean, he, he lost, what is he, four and six in the finals, I think? I mean, he played some good teams. He played some really, really good teams. I mean, the teams he's lost to, uh, Popovich's Spurs, and, you know, was it three times, or two times Popovich's Spurs, the Warriors. I mean, he's lost some really good teams in the finals. I mean, Dirk and the Mavericks. So the teams that beat him weren't, you know, some Cinderella story kind of type deals. They were players that have Hall of Fame talent. So um, it's a great era of basketball we lived through. I'm kind of realizing that too right now. I'm, I'm being, I just want to be thankful about that as I well. I actually can remember when Magic and the Lakers played Bird and the Celtics in 87. And I remember having the thought that had been the third time in four years. And I remember thinking, this may be the last time we get this. Yeah. And, uh, and so it, it, was, it, it was felt great, that way? Yeah. And Bo- especially Boston at that time, they were almost literally falling apart physically. Um, and it was a, it was a still an excellent series. I think the Lakers kind of had their way with them. But I remember, that, to your point, and I think of that now when I watch LeBron, and I've never been a LeBron, the player guy. I understand as a person, like, he's really good. He's done some great things. Yeah. But when I watch him play now, and you can see him start to decline, and I just appreciate so much. And I have never rooted for him, or rarely, but I'm going to miss him so much when he's not playing anymore. We're so lucky we get to see him. Absolutely. It's, it's insane how productive he's been. For for as long as he's been yeah. on a floor, he I mean, exceeded all the hype, and the hype was considerable. It, Frankie, they were saying he was going to be the greatest player of all time when he was 16 years old, and that is super hard to even remotely. I mean, if he would have come into the league and been a five-time All-Star, that's one thing, and say, okay, he was a good player. He is in the argument for greatest player of all time, whether you know you like it or not, or agree or not. Uh, he's played since he was 19 years old. He's never averaged under 20 points per game. I mean, up until. Uh, his first year at the Lakers, he was playing over 70 games a year. And, yeah, as you can see, as he goes on, he's down to 45, 56, 55 games a year now. But the fact that he's still averaging 29 points per game and he's about to turn 40 in a year, uh, it's just incredible. Frankie, as a 16-year-old, how did LeBron compare to Cayman Malach? You know, do you have that um, breakdown I, I, for us? Probably probably pretty well, right? I mean, <laughs> I'm sure I mean, so. he's got a little reach on him, I'm sure, but, you know. Uh, Chris and I, every day, we've been coming up with Bold King's predictions. So I wanted to ask you about that. But this this should be fun, Frankie. I went back and I found from a year ago oh boy. Uh, Bold King's predictions from the staff. Oh God. I, and, I think I remember what I put. 
Okay, because you're I in think. there, and then I have for Chris, uh, for Carmichael, Dave, J. Ross, Emil, and you, and I want to see if you remember what you put in. If you can match the person to their bold Kings predictions from a year ago. Can okay. we do that next year? Yes, we All can. Right. All right. <laughs> Are you sure? You I'm, I'm mentally preparing myself. I'm trying to think what I put, but I'm only remembering what I put for the playoff predictions. So I don't I'm, think you have any. Some of these people might not want to listen. I think you're in good shape. For okay. You, okay. Honestly. Sounds good. I'll right back with that next. Whitey and Watkins. Frankie's in for Watkins. Sackdown Sports. Sacktown Sports app and listen to Whitey and Watkins on your smartphone. Whitey and Watkins, where the heck is Watkins? Where is he? Uh, Frankie's here. Chris has the day off. Hopefully back tomorrow. Glad to have you with us, Frankie. And I honestly, I love that Sorry. shirt. My bad. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, Verlot also told me he liked this shirt, and I, uh, I appreciate. It. I got it last year in in Vegas at Summer League. So. It's kind of Utah jazzy, which is interesting, even though it was a little in- bit. I see what you mean there. Just it's got it's, that. It's more summer camp. Yeah, a, it's got that it, '70s vibe. Definitely, I, I like both those vibes more than Utah jazz because I did get a shirt at All Star in Utah, and Do Some Oak were hosting this, this show at the time, and ah. they they gave me hell for it. They were yeah, not that, happy. That was trash. <laughs> oh, because they're playing Kings are playing Utah in the first came back from the break, and I was excited to wear my All Star shirt. So leave me alone. Mm-hmm. They're redoing their set, by the way. I don't know if you saw that. Deuce and Mo. I did. It yeah. looks good. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah. Let's see how these look. KHDK, Sackdown Sports Bowl predictions from August of 2022. Uh, I have Carmichael Daves. I have Chris Watkins's. I have Jason Ross's. I have Emil's. And I have yours, Frankie. Okay. I'm going to read them down here and see if you, you may, um, you probably know these. I'll just read them down randomly, and then we'll go back and see if you can match them to the person who made them, okay? Perfect. All right. Kings will finish 500 or better at home. Kings will not be swept by any West teams in the season series. Kings will reach the play-in tourney as the 10th seed. Kings will start the season 4-11. and 11. Harrison Barnes will average 20 points per game. <laughs> On 50% shooting and 40% three-point shooting going into the All-Star break. So someone thought he was going to be an All-Star. You might as well put he's going to be an All-Star. Because on 20 on 50-40, that's, that's an All-Star forward right there. They didn't say he'd be an All-Star, but they did say 20 on, yeah, 50-40 uh, at the break. Kings will start 4-11. and 11. Kings will reach the play attorney sixth seed. Kings will not be swept by any West teams. Kings will finish 500 or better at home. Do you remember which one is yours? I think I'm the 500 or better at home. Yeah. All right. I got that one. I, I remember That's that. That's pretty good. I, I thank you. Yeah. I, that kind of like hit a light bulb right there. But uh, yeah, they, they you had, said in fact they would go 22 and 19. I think they finished. Were they? I think they were close to that, right? Let me pull it up right here. I think they were 24 and 17, maybe. Or? They might have gone 24 and 18. I have it right here, but um. I'm trying to think about the Harrison Barnes one. I, I 24 and 18 would be too many games. At home. They went 23 and 18 at home. 23 and 18. Okay. Um, so I was wow, close. you were right there. I was close. Yeah. Um, I should have guessed, you know, tie a franchise record for road wins because they 25 games on the road, 25. 25 and 16 on the road is just still crazy to me. I can't believe that. Best in the Western Conference. Um, 23 and 18 is one of those things where you can easily see how they can improve this year because they should be so much better than that. They blew a lot of that atmosphere. ugly games at home last year. They really just let this lay down a couple times. And uh, at the on the road, they really were a problem. So I'm going to think that the – I'm going to the HB1. I'm Harrison gonna... Barnes 
will average 20 points per game on 50% shooting, 40% three-point shooting going into the All-Star break. And I think this person's claim was then, the reason he framed it that way, then he thought maybe he'd be dealt. Um, I'm going to go with Chris Watkins. That is correct. Okay. Chris, him and Harrison Barnes' relationship is so funny. Chris is just... We both agree when when he plays well, the Kings play well. Like the Kings do, like their numbers when he has a, a big game. Which I mean, sure, a player plays well and a team wins. Yeah, but I'm talking about Harrison Barnes specifically. I think when he scored 20 points last year, they had like a like a 60 percent winning percentage or something like that. So Chris, uh, he loves HB on that one. I wasn't here then, but then when I looked these up, I was surprised because Chris is not the biggest HB guy. He's not. Point. And so I thought, wow. Because he wanted him to be traded, I think. He just was like, oh, he'll play his way into getting traded. So maybe he was just being a little hopeful on that front. By the way, you hit yours almost on the head. Chris Watkins, not so much. Uh, His prediction did not come true. Not a bad year for HB, but not not an all-star-esque season. So you have three left. You have the Kings will start 4-11. Kings will reach the play-in as the 10th seed. Kings will not be swept by any West teams in the season series. And actually, I'm not... I don't think they were, but I meant to look that up. And to be honest with you, uh, they were not. I don't think they were so by anybody. They were not. Okay, so that would be a true prediction then. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Chris for a lot. Do you know these, Chris? Chris could play with you if you want. Oh, unless, absolutely. Not. Unless you remember no. them. Oh no, I don't remember them. Okay, I'm gonna go with Emil. For which one? Uh, sorry, what was the last one you said? I th- uh, was the not swept by anybody in the Kings will not be swept by any West teams in the season series. I'm gonna go with Emil. I'm sorry, Frank. Ah. <laughs> Emil said the Kings will reach the play-in tourney as the sixth, as a tenth seed, as the tenth seed. Okay. That sounds like a Jason prediction. Yeah, it's very specific. It won't be swept. That is correct. Chris Verlot is correct. Which means that Kings will start four and eleven with Carmichael Day. See, I remember that too. I think he put and that's that so on... <laughs> sad. <laughs> he put that on Twitter as well. I think because their openings, their opening stretch was tough. I mean, the own four. I'm wondering, we wrote this before the season started, right? We didn't write this. It was literally four, right? last August, a year ago this month. In August? Yeah. Wow. Okay. A little early on the predictions, I yeah, guess. Yeah. But, but like, that's why, the, 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 pretty impressive. Yeah. No, I think that there are some good uh, some good guesses in there. Obviously, I think <laughs> I think we have another one where we did record, I think. Or did we put record in that, too? I'm not sure, but. No, I didn't see it in the in the piece that I saw. We might, have, Sports. We might have done another one. Com. And we put a win prediction and I know that Jason has always been. I mean, I think I've done it like three or four years in a row. I've made a King season prediction, or I, we've kind of corralled them. And Jason always puts the Kings as like a 40-plus win team. And I feel like last year he put 50, and I think I called mm. him crazy. So I'll have to try to find that maybe if I come on with you guys again. But um, he's optimistic, and you know what? He's right. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, and that's why just this offseason has been so much fun, right? But it's like, ah. Oh. When is Christmas going to get here? Because last year was so great. Yes. No, it was great. I, I think that uh, as far as expectations for the Kings this upcoming season, I'm feeling excited. I'm feeling good and feeling positive. And I have a bowl prediction for today, if you'd like to. Yes. Hear. Yeah, I'd love to know what you think, because Chris and I have been doing this, as I say. Uh, the Kings last year in bench scoring, it went like this. One, Indiana bench scoring. Two, San Antonio. Three, the Clippers. Four, the Lakers. Five, Detroit. Six, Utah. Seven, Golden State. Eight, Oklahoma City, nine, Sacramento. The Kings were ninth in the NBA in bench scoring, and I think this year they're going to be a top five team in bench scoring. I'll take Sacramento it. Kings will be a top five team in bench scoring. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I agree with that. Thank you. I agree with that. I think when you look at Malik Monk, obviously one of the biggest things with him is he now has a clear role, whereas last year I think people were 
there was an argument at this time last year of who should start, Kevin Herter and Malik Monk. I think it's pretty clear now that Malik Monk is someone who, number one, he closes games. It doesn't really matter. And Mike Brown has said it time and time again. He doesn't really take that much weight into starters like everybody else. And he said, like, I don't know why everyone cares that much who I but you start. Know, that's what coaches say. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But then again, more times than not, who was on the floor at the end of games down the final stretch of the year and in the playoffs as well, it was Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox. So now that we know that Malik Monk, we and the Kings and Malik know his role, he's going to be more comfortable. Sasha Vizenkov's going to come over. I think he – I think – did you say at one point you predicted him to be a double-digit scorer? I think that was on I think so. You guys both. You said that Sasha will average 14 points a game. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think he'll be – if he could be anywhere over 10 or 11, that's going to add up onto it. And then uh, Trey Lyles. Again, you have a couple guys right there. Davion Mitchell, been working with Stephen Curry's shooting coach. That oh, is, I have a lot of predictions on him. Really? Do you yes. have them on you now or are you saving them for a future? No, I have them. Chris has them. He, oh, really? Davion Mitchell will be above a 35% three-point shooter. Davion Mitchell will be second team all NBA defense. Now it's really bold. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I think if he shoots better and he can shoot better, he stays on the floor longer, has more of an impact. You know, he makes such an impact on the defensive end, like on ball pressure and, and just deflections and whatnot. It doesn't show up in the stat sheet as, as often. I mean, defensive rating is a whole advanced metric you can only get like in the the advanced NBA box score. I can NBA. figure com. it out just by watching, but you're right, most people can't do that. No, for sure, because you you're a basketball savant. But no, but but if you don't see steals per game and blocks per game aren't high, I feel like other people don't really look at it. No, you're right. You're, of course but you're right. He he is a great player as also at taking charges. I mean he was one of the better players in the league at taking charges last year. So um I'm buying Davy on stock. I'm buying Davy on stock as well. I'm not sure what Chris would say about that either, but I'm buying Davy on stock. Yeah. Um, it just I, I I think he already had the makings of a, a really sweet jump shot, and then with the news that he's working out with Steph's coach, I expect uh, big things and big things from the Kings bench. And I'll tell you why Malik Monk is a great sixth man, and it has to do with why, uh, well, the fact that he doesn't want to be a sixth man, why that makes him such a great sixth man. Next year, it's Whitey and Watkins, and we got Frankie in for Chris Watkins, Sacktown Sports. Whitey and Frankie, Chris Watkins with the day off. Frankie Cardicelli with sweet summer league shirt. Thank you guys. You guys are making me blush. That's an a lot awesome of, shirt. A lot of shirt compliments. Today. What do you think of my shirt? I love that. Oh, that's nice. Is that like a like a minor league basketball team or something? Uh, ABA, San wow. Diego Sales. That's American cool. Basketball Association. Yes. Yes, I'm familiar. Yeah. I've, I've seen semi-pro. They used to be the San Diego Conquistadors. They changed everything. They changed their imaging, and they were because they thought the merger's coming, and they played like four games, and they found out Jack Kent Cook, who owns the Lakers, is not going to let San Diego into the NBA, and they said, "All right, we're done." And That's they it. Folded. That's all. It. Yeah. And then they became the Clippers, or no? The, the... No, they just folded. Then uh, the Buffalo Braves ended up That's going right. to San Diego. That's right. Wow. Yeah. It's very interesting. Like look back at all these old teams. Did you know, like the craziest one for me is you know that the the New York Yankees were the Baltimore Orioles when they were found. Really founded? Yeah. They were the they were the Baltimore Orioles and they were like not a fully professional team yet. Then they moved them to New York. They became the Highlanders and then they re, they, they kind of made a new Orioles team, kind of like what they did with the uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Like how they just kind of like moved them away and then they said, okay, we're gonna see. Right, I get confused if you do basketball grid, uh, and I know this is immaculate grid for basketball. This gets a little you know nerdy, but with the New Orleans Jazz, their history, uh, they became the Utah Jazz. But then you also have the New Orleans Pelicans and the Charlotte Hornets, and yeah. I'm not sure 
whose history is whose sometimes. And they're technically the same franchise. Like, they are, but then they they categorize it differently. And yeah. Like, basketball the represents— the Charlotte Bobcats or the Charlotte Hornets. They do the same yeah. thing. Like, yeah. the, the Charlotte Hornets now on their basketball reference, I believe, goes back to, like, Larry Johnson, Muggsy Bogues, like, those days. Right. It, it doesn't go back to—it's just— Right. It's very confusing. They so did I, the same thing the NFL did with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Cleveland moved to Baltimore, became the Ravens. Then they put an expansion team in Cleveland, and they said— all right, the Cleveland Browns history of the team that went to Baltimore, that is now the history of the expansion team. How can you do that? You can't just do that. I don't know. It's But it is – I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> I have the same issue. But when they do it in basketball – in football, at least I'm clear on it. It's like, that's weird, but I get it. Basketball, I get lost sometimes. Like, Chris Paul now – Okay, what? Who? Who did he play for? Yeah, yeah. they'll say the Hornets and, and the Clippers, <laughs> yeah. and you'll get it wrong or something because it's a different. It's the different Hornets, not the Hornets he played. For. It's just confusing. Yeah, that's where. Yeah, yeah. He that's didn't. He never out. played for the Hornets in Charlotte. He played for the New Orleans, and that's exactly. the Pelicans. Okay, exactly, Frank. I'm sure everyone's yes. confused too, but yes. I'm telling you, if you play immaculate grid out there, watch out for the Hornets one. It's confusing. Now I know you're a Yankee fan. Uh, you know. Yeah. I guess you can't help it. I don't know. Whatever it was, I'm trying not to judge. That's okay. Why are you the way that you are? Yeah, exactly. Did you hear about this? The The mayor of Oakland is saying now, I don't think this is going to work, but the mayor of Oakland is saying that if the A's want to stay in Oakland beyond their lease, they might work out a deal where they would extend them if baseball will allow the name Oakland A's to stay in Oakland. I wonder, I mean, again, the fine print here has got to be like a, a dictionary, but I wonder if that's actually possible because – that would be pretty interesting. I mean, what the would... Sonics have did it. I mean, that Seattle name is just waiting for a team in Seattle. Whoever goes there will be the Seattle Sonics. So they kept that. They kept yeah. that deal. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it makes sense. I mean, I don't know if they were planning on changing their name in Las Vegas anyway. Um, to like the Aces or something. I mean, they already have a WNBA team out, you know, the Las right. Vegas Aces. But right. that, what other names work for Las Vegas? Like the Las da- Vegas Dice? Jacks. Jacks. Yeah. And like, it's like a joke. They're, a Joker is their, their mascot. No, a Jack. You know, like the, on the cards. Yeah. yeah. Isn't, isn't it a, oh, wait, yeah, a Jack, a, a oh, Jack yeah, yeah. and a Joker? Two Jack and a things. Joker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they are, I guess. Yeah. I don't play cards that often. You, know, I remember, <laughs> you I can't don't? Even, really? No, I can't even play poker. And it, it's really... I can play blackjack. I know, so I know I do know it like suits. So you know what a jack is. I do know what a jack is, but I was imagining a joker because it make like what's a jack gonna be a mascot? Joker gonna be a mascot? Not if they're the jacks. I don't know. I I I don't. I really don't know. It was just a suggestion. It's my bad. I'm the one that brought it up. How dare you? No, I'm trying to think what else could be cool in Las Vegas though. I mean, uh, the like there's dirt there. There's a desert. Like I don't know. Like there's really not much else going on. Las Vegas cacti. Ooh. No, that's terrible. That'd be pretty awesome. The worst you could, the worst Las Vegas nickname you could think of. Like, well, I don't. The one the minor league team has, I think, is pretty bad. The Las Vegas Aviators, Chainsmokers. Yeah. I could, I could actually casinos. see the Vegas team being the first like sponsored team name. Towards like right the Las Vegas Gillettes, Gillettes, yeah. <laughs> or somebody on the Strip, a casino or something. The Las Vegas like. Chips Ahoy's. Yeah, brought to you by. <laughs> Maybe. I suppose that's possible. I don't envision that, but I guess that's certainly possible. What? I, yeah. Go on. You go ahead. Sorry. No, no I was just going to say, I hope I hope this works out with Oakland, but I don't think MLB is going to say, 
yeah, we don't really need to stay in Oakland. So you don't have any leverage. We don't, if you don't extend us, fine. We'll go, we'll just play in Vegas for a few I just wonder how realistic, how realistic would it be for Oakland to get an expansion team though? Like aren't the other teams ahead of them on that list? That's the other thing, Frankie. The mayor is apparently telling Major League Baseball, we will extend you if you let us keep the name or if you promise us an expansion team. But there's no way baseball would do that. No, because I think Nashville is very high on that list. I think they like the idea of going back. Portland. Portland. Montreal. Montreal. Yeah. Indianapolis, I think, is also like in the running. I would say that the thing going for them is there are people that have come out and said, we will buy the yeah. A's. We want them to and stay in you have a stadium Oakland. plan already mostly yeah. in place, depending on who you believe. So I would say, like, no, they're not the name brought up because obviously they're not an expansion city, but I think that they've got some things going their way. It's, it's a very interesting... I wonder if you were to ask A's fans, would you be like, okay, the A's are leaving. They are going to mm-hmm. Vegas, but we promise you a new ownership and a new stadium. Would you be okay with not them depending on how long anymore. that would take yeah, yeah. think it's about be, you know like the the, the Kings. sacramento situation yeah. situation with the mls then no thank you well that's my question even about the nba like as far as i'm trying to put myself back in 20 you know 13 if i was told that you know were you then like four years old I, yeah yeah no i was uh <laughs> i was 18 okay so i was like real i was really into it though and really scared and upset and the whole thing and oh i can imagine if someone told me though like hey the kings are gonna move but they're going to bring a new team, a new stadium here in like, you know, five years. And like, it's going to happen. Would I be okay with it? I think it'd be, it'd be, it'd sting at first, but I'd, I'd be like a lot more okay with it, obviously, than having nothing at all. Like, you know, I, I think the A's, especially, there's not, I mean, I mean, as far as I know, there's not too many players that they're just fully, you know, Matt Olson's not here and Matt Chapman and, and down the list. There's no like superstars here. The players that are here now are probably not going to be on whatever teams in Las Vegas in two, three years anyway. So, I think at the time, you look at the Kings who had DeMarcus Cousins or other teams that have left with stars, like the Sonics had drafted Kevin Durant and they had a good team, you know, good young core. Yeah. That hurts. But if the A's were to move and then MLB goes, okay, we'll give you a new team in, you know, 2027 or 28, I think it helped. That might help the cushion the blow a little bit. Yeah, I think it would. It'd be great, actually. It'd be yeah. tremendous. Just will it happen? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Probably not. Yeah. I don't think so either. I think it's going to be the Las Vegas A's and it's going to be terrible. But we can hope, right? We're still. Will, um, you, will you go? Will you go check it out? Las Vegas? Yeah, like check out a game. No. I just don't know how that's going to work. Like, I mean, football, you get to revolve your whole trip around it. If you're, you know, a, I don't know, like a Bills fan, hey, me and my buddies or my family, we're all big Bills fans. We're going to go to Las Vegas for the weekend and check it out. Baseball, like on a Tuesday or a, a Wednesday day game, like there's going to be, I just don't know. I just don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to work either, Frankie. Maybe, um, I don't know, maybe somebody will write in and save the day. Last minute. Something will happen. Let's yeah. hope. Let's a, hope. They need a Vecron Adive. That's what they need. Yeah. Maybe he can step in. Well, but Fisher says he doesn't want to sell the team. Yeah. Maybe if somebody actually brought an offer, maybe he could be talked into it. We were talking before we went to break about Malik Monk, sixth man of the year. Um, I'll tell you what I think makes him such a great sixth man. It's the fact that he doesn't see himself as a sixth man. Reminds me of Bobby Jackson. Bobby Jackson was a great sixth man. He was a sixth man of the year. And it was clear to me watching him play like he was trying to show, I'm better than this. I shouldn't be coming off the bench. And that's what makes Malik Monk such a great six man. He's got that attitude like, I'm better than this, but I'll do it for now. And I think that's a great attribute for a six man to have. Yeah, I mean, he's a killer out there. Like He knows exactly what to do and how to attack. It's kind of like having another version of De'Aaron Fox, like a right-handed version of De'Aaron Fox, and a little better shooter, but 
Um, He's a way better passer than I realized. Yeah, four assists per game almost last year, I think. And that, that's kind of like the conversation now as far as the Kings, where they stand as a roster, they have two point guards in the roster, right? They have De'Aaron Fox, Davion Mitchell. They were very healthy last year, very healthy. But what happens if one of those two have to miss time? Are you comfortable with Malik Monk being in that kind of backup distributor role? I, I think I am. I think that's fine with me. I mean, I wouldn't have been until last year. Yeah, four assists per game. I think that I... I, I, I found a stat last year in the season that it was the most five assist games he'd ever had in a season. And I think he like by a wide margin, like he had 20 something games last year with five assists. And I think his career high before that was like 12. And he had some quality assists. You know, it's easy. Like Vlade used to throw the ball to Peja. Peja makes a three. You get an assist. Okay. I mean, Vlade was a great passer, Mm -hmm. but Malik Monk last year had some penetration. Yeah. Really deft assists inside. Uh, little shovel passes. Or yeah. little, he, he would drive, and obviously defenses want to collapse in because he's so athletic and so quick, and he does attack the rim, kind of like De'Aaron Fox, that it would free up players like Sabonis or even when Alex Lem was getting some time as the backup big, and they were on the floor together a lot. He'd have some dump-off passes to Alex Len, who would you know obviously play kind of a rim-runner role. So uh, I'm very high on Malik. Obviously, an impending free agent, you have to wonder if, if uh, the Kings and him will be able to get something done at the, on that front, I believe that they you know have a mutual interest there. Why wouldn't they? But um, very confident in his ability as a backup. So, Frankie, would you agree that this is blasphemous from ESPN's panel? Top 10 most likely to win six men of the year. Number one, Chris Paul. Number two, Austin Reeves. Number three, Russ. Number four, Tyler Hero. Tied for fifth, Emmanuel Quickly and Malik Monk? It's an outrage! First of all, Chris Paul first. I mean, I just don't. I I'm... I don't know if you and Chris have talked about it. I'm I'm fully out on the Chris Paul Warriors, like that whole I don't want to say the dynamic, but I really would like to see them play some games before I dive into saying he's the front runner for six man of the year when he's never come off the bench before. Exactly. Never, ever, ever, ever. ever. And he probably will he probably will start. I mean, it seemed like he had zero interest in coming off the bench exactly. in that, that yeah. presser in Las Vegas. So. Don't you one thing if you're six man of the year, don't you have to actually come off the bench? Or the, I don't believe you're eligible if you're starting. I mean, you have to buy in, too. You, first of all, you have to come off the bench, and second of all, you have to buy in. Like, guys like Jordan Clarkson and, and other like, previous six-man of the years, they wanted it. I don't know if Chris Paul really cares about that accolade. He wants a ring. Tyler Hero, Manuel, quickly. I mean, nice players. Good players. Good players. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, a little more respect deserved yeah. for a, well, a, a returning you know, three seed in the West. The Kings run really late out there, and I can't watch all the games. Are you ready to engage in a little, well, there's no such thing as a little, the Factor Fantasy Showdown? You've yes. been in it before, right? You I have. participated before. I have so you know how before. this works. I, I now yeah. am caught up. Yeah, Trey Lance is in a much better situation now. That's one of the things we will kick around. And by the way, Christopher Law doesn't like me to win, so I like your chances. He doesn't want me to win either, I no. tell you right now. <laughs> the Factor Fantasy Showdown next. Whitey and Watkins, Sackdown Sports. your desk, on your phone, in the car. Whitey and Watkins. On Sacktown Sports. Heading for a showdown. Chris Watkins has the day off, so it's time for me to go head-to-head against Frankie. Now, you have participated uh, last week or the week before? I think last in week. A, kind of a three-way? Week uh, before deal? last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember how you did? I was going to win, and then I <laughs> gave an answer. It was not my turn. That's right. And right. penalized and me. And I stole it from and you. gave you the win. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, here he is. You are just talking about him. You're a judge for today, now entering the courtroom. The Honorable Chris Verlod. Hello, Judge. Your Honor. You may be seated. 
And to make uh, to make Frankie feel a little bit more at home, oh. you know him as the King's Cowboy, so oh. we need the proper music for the showdown today. God. So, so let's start with you, Frankie. Okay. I was going to ask you earlier how that started, and I realized he doesn't like that. It's a long story. It's a long story. It's a long story that doesn't make any sense. If we have time, I'll tell you either on air or off air, but I'll probably off air. And once again, here's what we're playing for today, the crown of superiority. Given all the infections that various people in the building yeah, have. It's rolling away. It's rolling away. Be careful with it. Yeah. So, Frankie, we're going to start with you. Trey Lance is in a much better situation with Dallas than he was with the Niners. Fact or fantasy? I mean, I'm going to say fact. That's the fact, Jack! And I'm, I'm going to go there only because I think that he desperately needed a fresh start. I mean, he is young. The Niners have their eyes on Brock Purdy, and in the future, hopefully, will be bright with with that, uh, with him under center. But I do think that Trey Lance, in a situation with Dallas, who Dak Prescott in recent history has been injury prone, will it last longer? I mean, he's 30 years old now. Um, I think he's in a better spot just as far as being, you know, having more availability to play. I think Dallas and, and the stars where he needs to be. Trey Lance is in a much better situation with Dallas than he was with the 49ers. That is a fantasy. At least with the 49ers, he knew the system. In Dallas, he doesn't know anything. And even Jerry Jones said, well, I don't really see how he's going to play. Wow, that's good. I guess on some level, it's nice if a team wants you. So that Dallas has that going for it from Trance's perspective. But he doesn't know the system. He couldn't play if he wanted. And by the way, he's now their third quarterback. The guy he supplanted, Will Greer, played great on Saturday night, Trey Lance is actually, it's hard to imagine, he's in a worse situation now than he was in with the 49ers because he has no chance to play because he doesn't even know the system. You guys make excellent, excellent points. I'm going to have to give the point to Frankie because Frankie knows Cowboys. And that's just proves it <laughs> right on, there. Come on, man. That's how it works. That's you know, yeah. so they, uh, you know, I'll take it. I'm taking it. Thank, right. you, thank you, Judge Chris. All right, All right, Whitey, we'll start with you. Okay, Your Honor. The lesson in France getting bounced from the FIBA World Cup is that anything can happen in international basketball. Fact or fantasy? That's a fantasy, Your Honor. That's a fantasy. I see London, I see France, I see Nick Batum's underpants. Here's the thing, an embarrassing moment for France. Uh, the lesson here is that France stinks. France sucks, and Rudy Gobert, who is their key player, he's their franchise player, if you will. He's terrible. What happened when he went to Minnesota? They woefully underperformed. What happened when France is there they go in the FIBA World Cup? They lost two games, and they're out already. They still play, but they're already eliminated from uh, the title. It's because their core, Batum, Evan Fournier, yeah, right. Rudy Gobert is terrible. That is the lesson. Yeah, I'm also going to go fantasy. For a lot of the reasons that Whitey said, and I don't want to, you know, verbatim you know, match your answer. It was a good argument. It was though, a good, no, it's a good argument. And I would say that the roster construction of, of France was poor because, again, your marquee talent, your main player is Rudy Gobert. Again, Rudy Gobert, good defender, was a, a great defender at one point. I do think he's obviously, you know, had a little bit of a backslide over the past two years. Minnesota has really been probably the worst thing that happened to his career at this point. But you can't expect to, a, a team like France to go in there and win FIBA. You know, the, One of the more competitive showings in basketball, 
you're going to have Rudy Gobert be your number one guy? No. I, I don't think that should be the uh, – France should not be – set that precedent for the rest of those countries that are competing. Uh, Frankie, I'm going to agree with you again. Whitey, that was an excellent argument. Point goes to Whitey for that. Okay. See what he did there? He does that all the time. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Your Honor. All Just right. one point? Just one point. We're all tied up. Okay. Frankie, like it or not, Austin Reeves of the Lakers is the face of Team USA at FIBA World Cup. Fact or fantasy? Uh, this, is a, this is a tricky one because I want to... I'll say fantasy. I'm going to say fantasy. Let me say fantasy as far as, is it factual that he is, for some reason, the main face you're seeing? Yes. Should he be? No. It should be Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is by far the most talented, most dynamic uh, player on that USA roster that has the ability to be a Hall of Fame talent. Is Austin Reeves going to be that kind of player in his career? I, I don't think so. I think he's a good player. We talked about him earlier in the show. I don't think he warrants all the attention. Again, it's the Laker effect. If Anthony Edwards was a Laker, my goodness, they would be treating him like LeBron James over there. So I, I, I do think that Austin Reeves is getting a lot of attention, and it's because of the purple and gold. Like it or not, Austin Reeves of the Lakers is the face of the team at the FIBA World Cup. That is a fantasy. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerry, Frankie, uh, your honor. Uh, the face of the team actually is Jalen Brunson, who is a phenomenal shooter. That's one thing Team USA is going to need if they're to win because they're going to see a lot of zone. And Jalen Brunson is the best shooter on the team. If anything, this team probably could use some better shooting. Jalen Brunson, JB, a phenomenal shooter. He's already carried more than his share of the load for Team USA. JB, Jalen Brunson is the face of Team USA at the FIBA World Cup. Both made the same Kind of point-ish, had different uh, faces. I'm going to go with you, Frankie. I do like uh, Edwards as the face of Team USA. I, Good for you, Your Honor. I couldn't figure out what Frankie was saying. It was a fact, kind of a fan. But anyway. No, yeah. it, that's that's a hard thing, though. I, I think it is I a fantasy, <laughs> but he is the he's the main player we're talking about, the player you're seeing everywhere. He shouldn't yeah, be. Right. So I'm saying yeah, yeah. I don't. You I got don't, the point. I don't that what do I know? I'm putting the hat on. What do I know? Uh, no, this is not over. Oh, I want to put the hat on. Whoa. I, I don't. I don't know why you would think that. I thought that was it. I, I did not say that was all right, the last question. All right. Attempt of court. All With, right. Without Chris in studio, we actually have time for another question. <laughs> God. And, and I he, don't know if you know this, but huh. this next question is worth five points. <laughs> Here comes your win, Whitey. <laughs> So, Whitey. I think you had it until you that blunder. Yeah, that might cost me. Yes, sir. The 49ers should just sign Robbie Gold now and end the kicker drama. Fact or fantasy? (sighs) That is a fact, Your Honor. That's the fact, Jack! This is unprecedented. First of all, they use a third-round pick on Jake Moody. You know I've been the biggest Money Moody backer around, and he has struggled mightily. Couldn't kick in this preseason finale because he's hurt. Wow, could this get any worse? Yes, because you have Zane Gonzalez, who's been backing him up in camp and has been kicking well, and he couldn't kick either because he's also hurt. So both these guys are hurt. Moody presumably is your starter, but you don't even know if he's any good because he struggled so much. Robbie Gould is like a machine. In fact, he may actually be a machine, a kicking machine. You're trying to win a Super Bowl this year. Just end the drama, end the intrigue and the mystery. Bring in Robbie Gould and you're set at kicker, a vitally important position. I'm going to lose no matter what I say. 
I, I just know I'm losing well, no matter what I say. Of course you are with that attitude. Okay, well, it's a, it's, it's a fact, but... That's the fact, Jack! It's a fact. And for all the great points that a football mind like Whitey put out there, and again, I, I am familiar with Robbie Gold again, for those of you that are listening to a voice, don't know, I covered the Sacramento Kings. I'm not a football expert, but I've seen Robbie Gold kick big kick after big kick since I was, you know, in before high school. So, should they bring him back? Absolutely. And for comedic effect, and hopefully it's not going to help me, but I was going to just throw a joke out there and said, I think Sebastian Jankowski could also use some work, too. If he Ooh, rolls hey. off the couch. Wow. That's a joke. Yeah. Man, I mean, that's a great joke. If you meant it, I, I probably would have given you the you point. But I'm already lost, yeah. so I'm just, I, just, I just took the L. I mean, I'm going to have to give this to you, Whitey. I'm going to have to give you the full five points. Apparently... Frankie doesn't even want to be here. No. He just gave you the title because as the winner of Fact or Fantasy. You Congratulations. Give it to me anyway. You weren't going to give it to me? See, I don't know how you think judges works, but I'm. you make a statement he and I thought, judge it. Frankie thought he was going to get a better draft pick if he tanked or something because he just. Apparently. I tanked. Yeah. I tanked for next time. <laughs> I need Chris here so we can kind of have more of a dynamic and I, I never expected to win that today. Well, uh, you played you, like it. Yeah. Uh, your time here is up, sir. Thank you. Could've I gone. appreciate you coming in. Hey, I could do this anytime. Yes. Let me know. Hopefully Chris gets better, but if, he's, if he needs another day, let me know and I'll yeah. come hop on so I can let Chris, you know, have have fun at my expense. Appreciate that. More. And then next time, you know, bring your A game because at this level, you brought you like your B plus game in uh, well, Fact Fantasy. That's that's probably not going to cut it. No, but you see, if if it was in something like basketball or baseball, I would have really gone for it. But I don't. I can't break down kickers in the NFL. Like I don't. Uh, all I don't, right. Okay. Thank you very much. That was Frankie. out of my element. Yeah. You, uh, you great, deserve it. Bold prediction one year ago on the Kings. Great job there. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for the next one. Uh, Meal is going to join us coming up here. Will there be consequences for Kyle Shanahan's colossal whiff on the Trey Lance trade? That's next. Whitey and Watkins. A meal in for Watkins. Sackdown Sports.